Hey, Star Wars fans. Welcome to the Credible Nerds podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm here with my fellow co-hosts, my fellow Mandalorians, my ferial my fellow Imperial Remnant Troopers. We got Nathan in the house. Hey, everybody. And we got Blake. Hey, everyone. And here we're talking Mandalorian Season 2, Chapter 15, The Believer. So. Do you believe? Are you a believer? Are you a Monkees fan? Did you ever listen to that group when you were little? The Monkees? I watched the TV I show. show. I knew yeah. one song. <laughs> That's right. I'm a believer? <laughs> Is that the one? No. Hey, 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 we're the monkeys that they played during the credits. They were monkeying around. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's like, is that like the original, um, like boy band that someone put together (laughs) for, because they got put together for that TV show, but it could be maybe. Yeah. But I digress on another note, uh, the Mandalorian. (laughs) (laughs) So, my question is, before we get started, who is the believer? Yeah. What is what is that a reference to? And what are they believing? Yeah, what are they believing? That's a good question. Um, my thoughts were, as the story goes on, Mandalorian goes against something in his creed. So he was a believer in the creed, and then he had to make a decision. So uh, that was the what I got out of it. But that's I think that's... Kind of vague. Is he, yeah, so as Mandalorian, is he the believer? Yeah. And are we like, you know, is, is he like at a, a point, a crossroads mm. because of some, you know, the decisions he has to make in this episode? Yeah. Am I a true believer? Do I really believe mm-hmm. in what I'm doing? Because as uh, Mayfeld kind of talks to him about, you know, well, what's going on here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it? Is it the mask or is it the face? Mm-hmm. And at some point, we all, you know, we all change our rules when we're pressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot of good things. Yeah, who I, I don't, I, and that's just a guess. I, I, what do you? I mean, what do you think, Blake? Yeah, I mean, when when they're coming in, I, and we'll get to this, but when they are having that conversation, he, I think Miggs says something like, "It's all about you know being able to." to sleep at night and if you yeah. can sleep at night you're better than most and yeah and so it, it did feel like it was kind of uh yeah maybe maybe that's the thing kind of a commentary on on belief and faith and uh you know what's really important or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so his his uh decision he has to make is do i continue with my uh group my faith in this creed that i grew up with it was uh, taught all my life or do I believe in my relationship with Grogu so I had to make that decision yeah what he believed in so interesting stuff uh, a little more deep than what I initially thought it was going to be so but yeah we have um, Boba Fett and Mandalorian teaming up with Fennec Shand and they go back they had in the previous episode they had gone back and gotten Cara Dune and their plan is to get Migs Mayfield bail him out of jail and help him so he can help him out. Yep. So we, we meet up with Miggs. He's on this slave planet. We see him disassembling TIE fighter and all TIE fighters and all this. Pretty cool. Imperial machinery. Yeah. 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 And car, junkyard. Yeah. Imperial junkyard, basically. Yeah. And they break him out. And their plan is to go rescue, or actually, they're going to rescue Baby Yoda, but they have to get some intel first. 
So, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about this plan that they came up with? That they're going to break Migs out to get the info to find out where Moff Gideon is. Well, I think Blake, right? Did there's no deal, right? This is like uh, there was no like help us and we'll break you. I mean, they she took him under you know her power and was like, "Hey, you're coming with us." There was no "What's in it for me?" There, I mean, he asked the question, but. Yeah. Is this our first episode without a deal? Well, yeah, not an agreed upon deal, but then at the end, there's a... <laughs> there was a deal. There, there was, was a deal. <laughs> I guess, sort of, yeah. More or less, like, you're talking about when they just let him go. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, they did, basically, yeah. That gave him what he hoped he was going to get at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was no verbal deal. There the was no verbal deal. I think this is our first technically undeal episode yeah. no yeah. deal making progress turn the like page it. yeah <laughs> I, before we go there i yeah. have to say in that scene when <clears throat> what'd you think when when he walks up to slave one which i know there's now a new name for the ship but, boba fitz starship yeah but i don't recall what it is because we fire spray fire spray and is that the class of ship or is it the name of the ship historically it was the class the okay. fire spray class but i think they've now named it the fire spray mm, interesting oh uh, it's a big mess big confusing mess yeah so i liked it when he walks up and he sees boba fett and he's like oh i thought you were the other guy <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. then mandalorian walks down the ramp and he's just like but what'd you think of boba fett's armor it looked better yeah it was all cleaned up and painted but still had the dent mm-hmm. you know the, in the in the head what 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 was that about what what is this attachment to this dent that I think at this point you can't change it yeah because yeah. it's it makes we know who Boba Fett is because of the dent uh-huh. right? it's kind of like the classic it's like a thumbprint yeah you can't get rid of it yeah it's got to be there but he did clean up pretty well pretty quickly yeah and I guess we don't know how much time passed but a couple of days it's like I had a fresh coat of paint yeah, on it it looks sharp Pimped out. I yeah. liked it. It was a long flight. You know? <laughs> yeah. Gotta it do something. Good. Yeah. It looked like it fit better too. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. good. Made some adjustments. Yeah. So yeah. It was cool to see him uh there with the sh- the ship waiting for him. Uh so the plan is they gotta get MIGs into the base so they can access the data from the exclusive uh secrets. Uh what's the word I'm looking for there? The well, they, they they need to know where Moth Gideon's ship yes. is and his coordinates. The classified the, yeah. machine. And they go to him and be like, we need to know where Moth Gideon's ship is. And he says, the only way you can do that is if you go to this place where there'll be probably a terminal, mm-hmm. an internal terminal that can... I can access to get that information. In the cafeteria. In the captain's mess hall. One of the most hall. secure locations <laughs> of yeah. any naval base. Yeah. 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 Okay, now we got to find the terminal. Where, where do you think it's at? Yeah. It's probably in the mess hall. Yeah. <laughs> like next to the soda vending <laughs> yeah. machine. Well, or you need, it, it looked like, a. we were talking about this, it looked like an old <laughs> bank ATM. Yeah. Yeah. So if it if maybe the terminal is also an ATM, you yeah. need it in Dispenses the, Imperial Credit. That's there right. You go. Yeah. Multifaceted internal terminal. Yeah. Get your classified information <laughs> and your, your check cashed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no one else knew how to, well, first of all, find it. He did. Yeah. Or operate it, which apparently he did. Yeah. So they needed him. And uh, because he used to be an Imperial 
I don't. Was he an officer at some point, or I didn't just a trooper? Get that it, it seemed like he was a trooper because yeah. you know the the commentary um, later. Yeah, in the, the commentary later. Like ah, he didn't. He didn't obviously. Yeah, he wasn't remembered. But yeah. So know. troopers can access this terminal with classified information too. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another. And he said it. it was the officer's mess. Yeah. But the, I was like, there were obviously non officers walking in and out of it and walking around of it. I, as soon as he said it's probably in the officer's mess hall, I was thinking, well, how are they going to, as soon as they walk up those stairs, the officers and they're like, hey, yeah. you're not allowed in here. This is officers only. But. Yeah. But that didn't happen either. Mm-hmm. But I, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, back to Migs. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they they get in. Once this was part was pretty cool. They get into the this Boba Fett starship, Slave One, and this is the first time that we kind of see how it works. Yeah, because we all had the toy as a kid, and or at least played with it, our cousin's toy or something. For me, right. it was my one of my friends had it. I was too. My parents were too cheap, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so you sit there, you play with it, you look at it, you're like, "How does that thing work? How do they get in it?" And then it rotates, and yeah. So it was cool to see them get in, and as they take off, you see it on the you know the outside kind of shifting, and they're sitting. Yeah. You know, they're in a static position. Yeah. And so, you see the whole turning but and 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 a more internal circular hole stay still while it yeah. maneuvers around it yeah, yeah i saw that rotates so that was pretty sweet i i did like that i clarified that not that it was like this big mystery but it's it's cool to see yeah and yeah. i remember hearing something that uh dave filoni at least dave filoni if not uh, both of them john favreau sat down and like figured out okay how does this work you yeah know? because it hadn't been defined yet because i'm sure they had the same question yeah. when they were because we're probably pretty almost you know, around the same age when mm-hmm. they saw it they were probably like my first reaction and this is for a lot of science fiction ships including the millennium falcon you know when you're a little kid you want to see these spaceships you think of something a lot more sleek and aerodynamic with mm-hmm. the you know the the jets in the back and the wings on the like like the x-wing and shoots mm-hmm. from the front and you see the millennium falcon and the when i was a little kid i was like that makes no sense <laughs> yeah. and the cockpit's way off to the side he what the blind spots on this thing yeah. have got to be the <laughs> worst <laughs> yeah. how does he park that thing yeah <laughs> and then just all all lots of different other ships that you see and you know you're just like I, it always bothered me some of the design but as an adult now, I'm like, I, I love them. I, I think they're cool. And, and But Slave One was one of them when I think we see it in Empire for the first time. Mm-hmm. When you see it flying, you're just like, that's not supposed to fly that way. I totally <laughs> thought it would fly yeah. this way, you know, with the wings to the left and right on the side mm-hmm. and the cockpit looking that one direction. But yeah, yeah it was weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we see that defined and... Uh, they head to uh, the planet and they, they do a recon mission. They realize that there's a way to get in and it's, they have to jump on this transport that's transporting the, this mineral or this, uh, substance that they use that they mine. And from there, they're able to get, they can hijack the, the transport, get on and then, you know, sneak inside the base that way. And then when they're done, they need to knock out the guns. So. Uh, Boba Fett can fly a spaceship in and pick him up. So that's their plan. And they have to figure out who's going to go in with MiGs, right? With Mayfield. First, they think Cara Dune, 
but apparently they if they scan her then her DNA will be picked up and they realize that she's on the the ISB list of wanted criminals. Same with uh, Fennec Shand and Boba Fett, obviously, because he said he makes the comment that well they'll recognize me. I'm kind of well known, and then so it has to be Mandalorian. But the problem with him is he can't take off his helmet. So I was like, well, what are we going to do? And he says, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. So when they hijack the thing, they switch uniforms and he puts on the stormtrooper helmet or the transport troopers helmet, And that's how he gets around it. Yeah. And so we talked about the next part where they're transporting the goods. Him and Migs have this conversation about, you know, like we talked about that, you know, when, the, when it comes down to it, people are going to, you'll see what people are made of how strong their belief systems are. Yeah. Everyone has rules until till those rules get challenged and what they want or need is a lot more pressing than what their rules or that they may live by, you know, a get in the way of what they really, really need or want. And, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, at the end of the day, as he says, you know, whatever, as long as you can sleep at night, yeah, I, which is, I guess, you know, as long as your conscious is clear, you know, that's really all that matters, at least to Mayfeld's um, point, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's interesting that because obviously he kind of took on a life of crime for a while there, but I guess that's to that point because we kind of come out of this episode, I, at least I did, kind of respecting Mayfeld, where yeah. when we first saw him, we just thought he was just this kind Scum. of a scummy dirtbag who yeah. would stab anyone in the back and didn't like anybody, but... I guess that's a nod to the point where he may have been pushed up against the wall and felt like his only way out was to kind of become a thief and a smuggler type of person. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder how he, how he got out, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, as we get, as we get into the episode, it, it obviously didn't end well one way or the other. So. Yeah. Yeah. And for a criminal, he's got some great insight. He's pretty philosophical. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess he's had a lot of time to think. And I think is this is uh, I don't know about you guys, but did we learn he was formerly in the Empire in the previous episode? Or yeah, I didn't know. I didn't recall that. Or did that does that come out in the, in this in the last episode? In this episode, they had mentioned it in the previous one they? that he was in, where he was like a stormtrooper, and they kind of made fun of him. Gotcha. Something about a shooting. Yeah, sharpshooting, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was a sharpshooter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we kind of knew that, but we didn't know the like the whole mission that he talks about later. That was That's all mm-hmm. new. So. What did you think of the, after they battled the, I presume, the local aliens there? I don't know. Or, the pirates. Or pirates, pirates or yeah. I don't know if they're native to the planet, but they fight them off. They survive which I thought was a pretty cool fight scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're, they get to the bridge where they get in the plant and they're kind of all getting the salute of, you know, like from all the different storm. What'd you think of that? Was that pretty cool? I did. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. It was just a sign of respect um, that everyone recognized because they were the only ones that survived that day yeah. bringing their stuff in. It's so, kind of like reminding me of Top Gun when they, <laughs> when, when they land and everyone's on the deck of the ship and they're saluting yeah. and they're like, yeah, we did it. We're heroes. I was like, wow, these guys, they're, they're right. I wonder how, I wonder if they, any of them really think that they're really bad, you know, or, and, and the, everyone else is, you know, 
they, I wonder how much they really think if they really are the bad guys or the good guys. I, mm-hmm. I would suspect most of them probably think this is we're we're the good guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an interesting point that they came across as heroic, but they were killing the locals basically, <laughs> right? And stealing their resources and killing them when they try to get it back. Yeah. So that's a good in, good uh, flip there on, on the the stereotype. So yeah, I mean. That, like you said, that sequence was pretty awesome. They were trying to blow it up, and just, they just kept coming. I, they destroyed one or two ships, and then three more came, and then they got rid of those, and then like four more came. It's yeah. more and more and more. It makes me wonder why they just all, didn't all attack all at once. Yeah. yeah. I love the thermal detonators, though. I, yeah, that was yeah they cool. were pretty cool. Yeah. It, it did make me wonder, though, why there wasn't a little bit more air cover in this in this. <laughs> yeah. uh this whole, you know, program. They just keep sending trucks out, bringing them back. They get it, they get blown up, and yeah. they had a few Tie Fighters there, you know. Yeah, I mean, the the two previous transports blew up, and then when they were what a hundred yards away from the base, the Tie Fighters finally roll in and destroy them. So it's like, why weren't they there the whole time? Yeah, it's a good point. Nah. So, All right, so they're there. They get in the base. They get the, in the base. The, the meat of the episode <laughs> where like you said, it's the, it's in the mess hall. We got to go in there. Uh, Miggs is like, I can't go in there. That's my old commanding officer. He'll, he might recognize me. So you have to go in. Yeah. Gets the little USB stick. Uh, the Mandor does. And he goes in there and he tries to, he has access it, but it scans the face, which we already knew. And it scans his helmet. It's like, Oh, that's not ballad. Yeah. It's going to shut down in 10 seconds and it starts counting. So he has to take off his helmet for the first time in public. And um, it scans his face. It shuts. It works out okay. transfers the data. But then the officer comes over and starts questioning him. Yeah. So as far as this part of the... You guys mentioned that it looks like an old ATM. <laughs> um, why is it... Anybody can access it. We've kind of talked about that. You guys were talking about the buttons on the machine. <laughs> like... Well, I was the just tech. talking about how it seems like a lot of these science fiction shows, um, there's just a, there, there tends to be three or four buttons and a toggle switch, and they're able to you know compute mass you know complex equations and get all this information by punching two or three buttons and moving two or three toggles. And it, yeah. regardless of the show, I mean, even alien, you know, if you watch Aliens or uh, the alien movies or anything, it's just flashing lights and buttons mm-hmm. and how anyone is able to know what button to push and, and, and how and where and what it gets you. I have no idea. It's mm-hmm. just kind of one of those tropes that I, that's always cracks me up. Yeah. And then of course, as we talked about, what's the purpose of the face scan? Obviously he's not in the empire, so it yeah. wasn't looking for him to uh, get access. So, I, I guess they don't really care about preventative <laughs> security, yeah. just catching you after you break into their systems. Yeah. So, Blake, you work at a bank. Is that good uh, security? Yeah. yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> just make sure you have a face or if you type in a password that it's a password of yeah. some kind. Just type in password. And give you uh, yeah. give you whatever you need. Yeah. But we will take a picture of you. <laughs> And so we can find you after the fact. Yeah. Get our money back. Get our money back. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to call them plot holes, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Def- not plot holes. Just kind of like, you know, 
I mean, we're you guys are watching Andor right now, I assume, and mm-hmm. the common theme in that show is the Empire are they're too powerful to care. They don't. I mean, they're they don't they're so powerful that they they're oblivious to this stuff and they don't care cuz mm-hmm. because they don't feel like they can really be damaged. Yeah, and, who would stand up to them? Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. it's the, kind of that same, you know, principle. I'm sure it's the the similar attitude yeah. cuz it's the same people, right? Just yeah. a few years yeah. later. I mean, at your bank, do you guys keep your top security uh, computers in, in the, the cafeteria? In the cafeteria, we do. Yeah, we do. Sometimes outside, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, right next to the ATM machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some interesting things going on there, but. with not even a door to, yeah, no. <laughs> like just the just a it, couple steps yeah. stairs into the cafe. Just bring up your little your little memory stick yeah. put it in and plug it in it's the officer's face. cafeteria that clearly anyone can walk in and <laughs> the out <VP's> of VP's <laughs> cafeteria that's yeah. right all the vps are there hanging out yeah do you guys have a right up, uh, do you have like up on the top floor of your building do you have like the vp uh, mess hall <laughs> no we do not we do not, not that you know of <laughs> yeah. yeah i got invited to the vp mess hall mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so but this, this officer questions them, and then Mayfield has to step in. He has to expose himself anyway. So they sit down. They start talking. And we hear this story about this massacre that happened on, on his watch when Mayfield was part of his group. And the more he talks, the more he explains it. Like, yeah, those guys died heroes. And Miggs is like, did they, though? Yeah. Not really. They're dead. Yeah. And we just massacred all these people on this planet. You could see he's, I mean, he. I don't think he meant the conversation to go there, right. but I think just sitting there across from this guy, it started to eat at him and eat at him. And all this resentment. All that. Yeah, and resentment just comes out. came and... up. I love that scene. It was a great It was scene. good. Yeah. 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 Bill Burr, he did a good job there. And was that a nod to the Han Solo, Greedo uh, cantina so. thing? I think so. You know? Just pulling out his blaster and just blasting him away, just mm-hmm. an unarmed, just murdering him. Very I mean, unambiguous. Yeah. They're not, no question about it, I guess, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yep, he's doing it. Yeah. And I love, he did it. And he looked and they look at each other <laughs> like, I just did that. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> we got to get out of here. So, yeah. but yeah, Bill Burr, he's a comedian by nature. And he pulled off this this whole episode really well. He I did. Mean, he had yeah. his comedic moments. He was joking, but there's some serious beats here that he pulled off really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah at one point he made a TPS report. Oh yeah, that was a great <laughs> reference. That was all right. Yeah, I love Office. It's Office Space, right? That's yeah. the name of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that movie. That was good. Classic. When he first said that. I was cracking up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's go work on those TPS reports. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Great reference. And that officer, uh, what was his name? Richard Brake. It was played by Richard Brake. Uh-huh. I, Hess, was it? Yeah. And he did great. I mean, he he was just that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah. smug and Imperial, hug. yeah. Yeah. Balan yeah, Hess. Yeah. Great bad guy. Mm-hmm. They played off each other really well. And so the crux of this episode is, in, since it's entitled uh, Believer, uh, Mando's sitting there, Din Djarin sitting there with his helmet off this whole time, and Miggs is there talking to him. They're looking at each other. So this is a huge step in his life, basically, yeah. right? It's yeah. like if you were a, a religious person and you committed like the ultimate sin, basically. Yeah. One of the cardinal sins, I guess. 
I think you I think you nailed it when you said at the beginning that this is probably what this is really about. And is Din Djarin, is he a believer? Is he a true believer? And what what limits are he willing to do when he's pressed to 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 go over or to cross to get what he wants? Mm-hmm. And is and does he consider himself a true believer even though he may step outside of the color outside of the lines a little bit mm-hmm. but yeah, as you mentioned this is not this is not this is like a top <laughs> rule you just don't do yeah, yeah they've mentioned it several times in the se- season already yeah um but it's kind of like well what's more important rescuing the life of my friend or taking out my helmet like what's more important I yeah think that's the decision he has to make it's not black and white as I think it's in the book of Boba Fett where he admits that he did that to the yeah. armor, his religious leader. And it's like, for her, it's black and white. You don't do it. Yeah. If you do it, it's wrong. Yeah. You're out of the group. Oh, yeah. You're out of the club. Yeah. But for him, it's like, it's not that simple. It's like, I had to get this to save my friend. Sometimes you got to crack a few eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, I think he said that. Yeah. Didn't he in the book of Boba Fett? Yeah. Got to crack some eggs sometimes. Make an omelet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they shoot the guy, and then there's a big shootout. Everyone's on to him, so they got to escape. And they just start blasting troopers, um, officers, everybody who comes after him. One thing I did notice is when they're shooting the officers with the laser guns, um, I noticed that the when they got shot in the chest, you saw the laser burn their chest, mm-hmm. which okay. as a child, when I saw A New Hope, that's what I saw, and I was like... Like whoa, this is serious stuff. You know, they're, uh-huh. they're getting their their chest blown off, and it was a throwback to that for me. It kind of reminded me of that. We hadn't really seen that because usually, when someone gets hit with a laser blast, they just fall down. Yeah, you know, there's nothing, no serious consequence. I think there was a little bit of uh of that in in a new hope when they the yeah. theatrical release in the yeah. prison breakout yeah. scene, they kind of cut away right before anyone got hit, and then when they re released it. That was ex- that extra one or two seconds where you actually see a blaster hit mm-hmm. that one guy who's unarmed. And mm-hmm. That kind of, I don't know. You tell me, did that like change the rating? Did that take it to like a from a PG to PG thirteen? I know PG thirteen didn't exist when it first came out, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but I do remember there was some discussion about that a re-edit of the the new release that they they let some of that play out mm-hmm. a little more, right? Yeah, and I don't know the reasons. I think maybe it's just one of those instances where George Lucas is fiddling with his movie, like he did with the Han shot first thing, right? He changed that mm-hmm. three or four times mm-hmm. and some other things just mm-hmm. to, because it's for kids. So I think they went to it and then they backed off because it's too gruesome or too graphic or whatever mm-hmm. for the kids. So they eventually backed off from that. Mm. But yeah, that's what it reminded me because I remember seeing that as a kid and I was like, whoa. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. He got shot. Um, I thought it was funny that when they're bringing the transport in and all the soldiers run out and the pirates are still coming, those troopers have no problem hitting those pirates. They're <laughs> yeah. blasting yeah, away yeah. left and right. Sharpshooters. Sharp, yep. yeah, right. And then in this mess hall, shooting scene it's miss 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 <laughs> and these guys are like and mando and the feldman are like they're like uh 
you know, they're not even aiming. They're not even aiming. They're shooting. They're yeah. from the hip, and they're like standing them. in a window. Yeah, yeah. perfect uh, silhouette. To, yeah. to shoot at. Did you like the part where he leaned down and yeah. shot the guy because <laughs> he's trying to crawl out yeah. from the window? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shot him right in the, the gut. Yeah. yeah. But one thing we did see earlier that I didn't bring up when they're on the transport is Mando. He's shooting with the pistol at the pirates, and it runs out of laser bolts. Oh yeah, <laughs> like clicks. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw that too, and I thought I, I didn't know ever... you could run yeah. out of laser. Yeah, because yeah. the first time we ever yeah. saw that in Star Wars. Has that happened before? <laughs> no. Yeah, Not that I remember. Running out of ammo, reloading. <laughs> Get another clip in there. Yeah, yeah. It's I... probably a throwback to the old westerns, but yeah, I uh, guess. Uh, well, in laser tag, you just have to tilt your gun. And then yeah. it reloads. Yeah, right? that, so, there you go. He just I, forgot to I tilt I assume it. it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they're escaping from the mess hall, and they're getting help from Fennec Shand and Cardoon. And batteries died. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're picking them off as they make their escape to the Slave One. They jump on it, take off. Tie fighters chase them, and here we see the sonic torpedo. Yeah. Boom. Forget the mine. Name. Yeah. I know what it is. I just can't remember. But anyway, and we get that sound, that awesome sound effect, one of the best in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Opinion. I love it. Yeah. It just sucks in the sound, and then it makes that twang sound and destroys yeah. those TIE fighters. And they, they're able to escape. And this is when, at the end, they kind of meet up again with everybody, and they like, oh, it's too bad. Mayfield died in this assault. We'll have to file a report saying he died. And he's like, what? No, I didn't. <laughs> they finally got it. <laughs> I'm right here, guys. Yeah. It called seismic charges. Yeah, seismic charges. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. That was a cool scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So they let they let him go. And I'm sure we'll see him again. Yeah, I mean, he'll show up in season three. I bet Mayfeld. Mm-hmm. I hope we do. Yeah, great character. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing him on there. Yeah, um, I'm surprised they didn't when they didn't figure out a way to give him back his third gun that pops out. You know, and yeah. Has that, uh, or was it two? Was it one or two? It was just one. Just, yeah. I'm like, you know, um, that would have been cool if they had like brought that along and handed it to him. But yeah, yeah, obviously Mm. they couldn't, wouldn't have fit with the stormtrooper uniform, but yeah. Yeah. Next season. Yeah. I I was like the planet they were on, they let him go. And I kind of thought, where is he going? Yeah. Where is he going to (laughs) go? Where is he going to go? He's just gonna go to the local village. Just go live in that local Look, village yeah. with, with, yeah. Maybe get a girlfriend. Yeah. And just live a quiet life, farmer's <laughs> life. Farm, yeah. Maybe. I'm sure he'll find a he'll widow. Pr- with he'll a... probably join the pirates. <laughs> I, I tell you, mm-hmm. there'll be a widow with a son. You know, whose dad was killed by a stormtrooper, yeah. and he'll take him. You know, yeah. Classic uh, storyline there. Yeah. <laughs> So and then they they're able to track down Gideon and send him a message that they're coming for him. Yeah, they got they ha, he has what they want and he's coming for it. Yeah, the quote. Mm-hmm. I yeah. loved it. That was a good. Yeah, that's how I'm gonna start talking to my wife mm-hmm. when I call her. You have something I want. <laughs> I'm it, coming for you. It means I'm more your worst to you. Nightmare. Yeah, it means more to me than yeah. it does to you. Yeah. <laughs> they're it, just cheeseburgers, honey. It better be in the <laughs> oven. <laughs> It better come with a side of fries <laughs> <laughs> and a Coke. Yeah. So a good episode. Uh, any tie-ins to previous ones that we haven't talked about or the universe in general, previous movies that you guys noticed or 
we haven't talked about yet? Not that we haven't already mentioned. Um, I mean, I did like the opening scene, the, the junkyard. To me, that was kind of like maybe a throwback to like, okay, the Empire is done and gone. Um, and this they're just kind of trashing it. But when they are in the mess hall scene, you know, he's the the officer he's, that Mayfeld is talking to is kind of like kind of what we talked about earlier. Um, the Republic's in a mess, he says. And he says... Um, um, He's kind of he says something to the effect of mentioning a new order, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, there you go, yeah, yeah, and first order, first order. Yeah, he said something like, uh, they say they want freedom, but what they really want is, is order. order. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was yeah, good catch. A, a nod to that, the you know, uh, a, a future first order to take over the empire. But clearly, they're again, you know, we're watching this and. The empire was defeated, but they weren't obliterated. They st- clearly still exist and are still operating. Mm-hmm. You know, one yeah. thing that I thought of while you were talking about that is when they rescued Mayfield, he was on a republic, new republic situation, right? Uh, I assume so. Yeah, like yeah. with a new republic robot sentry yeah. guard. Yeah, and they were recycling all the imperial garbage. Yeah, so I didn't. I thought it was an imperial. Like the first time I watched it, and the second time, there was an imperial um, planet, planet, uh, you know, prison, and but that wouldn't make sense because that he was caught by the rebels in the previous episode that he was in. And My assumption is is that's a republic planet. It may have been an imperial planet, but it it it's now overseen by the republic, and it's basically probably a, a junkyard, and they're bringing em- empire tech. And just dumping it on the planet for these recycling, re, yeah, these prisoners to dismantle and and because uh, you see, you know, and even the, I the you know I kind of had imperial walkers with cranes again. Yeah. Another reference we saw that reference in the previous episode, walk around carrying things. So, you know, I think that's a, you know, a sign that in some parts of the the universe the empire is gone but clearly they're not and they're not only not gone but they're actually operational yeah and operational on a on a organized level yeah uh on multiple planets um and hence why the republic has to have these scouts and guards and people still flying around because even though that palpatine's gone right and the Republic has taken over, it's almost kind of like, that doesn't mean the political party, the Empire, and they're, you know, they're not still around because the galaxy's huge, right? Yeah. I hope they define that in the in the future, hopefully next season, where, you know, what is the Empire actually doing? Mm-hmm. Like, are they hiding out or are they rebuilding or yeah, both, rebuilding. I guess? Yeah, Yeah. We talked about a little bit earlier also about just the vastness of the galaxy. Because to me, it was always like Coruscant and then the Outer Rim. You, know, you had your, and we learned that there's five, six, seven different kind yeah. of the inner core, the core, yeah. mid rim, outer rim, yeah. unknown regions. It's massive. Hot space. I, had, I, I didn't know that until mm-hmm. we watched that episode. Yeah. So hopefully they define that what the empire is up to, what their maybe Moff Gideon reveals what their end game is since he's in the end of this in the next episode he's captured, 
and hopefully they can get some information that we, the viewers, can hear and learn about. So I think that's important to know the state of the galaxy. And it, it feels like it's kind of building to that because you remember the first couple of episodes and there's a couple of stormtroopers. They're yeah. all dirty and, mm-hmm. you know, disorganized. And, and then it's built into like even even this little, you know, dialogue that happened in this in this with between Miggs and, and his old commander. Like the commander's like, yeah, there's something happening. You, you get that feeling that there's there is organization and all this is, and it's kind of built up that way throughout the, throughout the series, you know? Yeah. Oh, this is a bigger deal than I thought kind of every episode. So, yeah. So the guild, that planet that the guild was on, clearly the empire is not, they don't have a presence there, but you've got these stormtroopers who are kind of now just, well, they had that base. Well, they had the base, but wasn't it like, that's the cloning base, that right? Blew up, yeah. Yeah. But it was there was not very many people there, right, like right. ten or twelve of that. I mean, it seemed like it was pretty a very small contingent there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so th- even they were, that though, I think they got out there. They're like, this is supposed to be closed down, and yeah. then they get in there and it's operational well, and somewhat. I th- and I know, think those yeah. are part of the organized part of the mm-hmm. empire, and then the ones that you reference that are dirty and walking around with the the boss the guy who hired the client the client, the client yeah. i think they're they i don't think they were associated mm-hmm. i think the ones that were working for him were kind of like mercenaries mercenaries yeah. who, but but wasn't the scientist there that that young yeah. scientist it's the same scientist that worked with moth moth yeah. though yeah so i don't know yeah that's yeah, interesting i think that he was can and i think he was the client was working with him hired him and trying to get you know, through the guild and through bounty hunters, get, you know, him to him. But I don't think those stormtroopers were associated. I think the ones that working for the client were not part of the empire. Just his personal guard. Because, I mean, you never, you just don't see stormtroopers who look that disheveled and mm-hmm. and unorganized yeah. and even when moth gideon shows up he shows up yeah there's like the really the fight ready clean tough with all the tech yeah they got the flamethrower trooper the yeah. death troopers yeah. yeah yeah completely different than the you know when when mando goes in to rescue um grogu you know, at the in that episode, you know, he's able to take those stormtroopers. You know, they're just I, 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 I'm just wondering if you've kind of got two different. You got the Empire who's still going, and because it's kind of like if you go to if you go to Disneyland <laughs> and you go to the brand new ride, yeah. and all of the workers there have a brand new uniform and they're really good at their job. Yeah, and then you go to the very back of the park to like an old ride that they're about Toontown. to shut down. Those guys still work for Disney, but they are not the same. <laughs> you know, Mister Roger yeah. Rabbit's yeah. Wild Ride. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But they were clearly working for the client. They were protecting him. And mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. yeah, so, but I I think that there are different levels of organization in depending on and depending on and different uh, that those levels of organization depend on where you're at in the universe. In some parts, they may be very organized, as we've seen. In other parts, they're just kind of like don't it really exist, and the locals probably think they're 
all but gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but clearly to me, I think that was a deliberate reference. You know, they're looking for order. I I don't think that was a, um, coincidental. I think they made that reference to kind of allude to like the new Mm -hmm. order. This is the the beginning of the new order. Mm -hmm. So if that's the, the path that we want to go down, which I, I think is a good theory for sure. Um, so the first order rises from the ashes of the empire because he's referring to the order. So he's in on something. He's in on maybe some higher plans. Um, and he's part of that transition to the first order. Yeah. Um, That's what I think. Okay. I can buy that, yeah. Um, and if I'm wrong, it, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but I like it because I, I do want to see the two things I want to see from this show. One of the many things, I guess, is, but what we're talking about here is the state of the empire, where they're at, how many of them are there? Are they still organized as a complete whole? Or are they just pockets everywhere doing what they want? Yeah. Is Moff Gideon in charge or is there someone above him? Kind of how's this empire working right now? And then the second part would be the transition or the introduction of the first order. Yeah. Just the I mean, seeds of it. So this is season two. We know season one was five years post uh, Return of the Jedi. So is this maybe year six or year seven, maybe? Give or take. I think it's all one continuous thing. So maybe two years have passed. Two, yeah. Maybe. And so let's so let's say um uh, is it um Rise of the Resistance? What is the 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 eight episode seven? Uh, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. So that's so she's on Jack Ray's on Jakku and she gets left there probably when she's like five, six, seven years old, mm-hmm. eight or nine. I mean, so is is Ray like being born right around this time now? That's a good question. And so, if not, she's gotta be pretty coming pretty quick, quickly. Mm-hmm. So Force Awakens is thirty years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. The show starts five years, so that's 25 years. And then so. Force Awakens. Yep. And so she's 20, about 20. 20. So maybe another five years. But definitely Poe Dameron mm-hmm. and Finn are probably alive, a little, you know, young, right? And walking mm-hmm. around. And mm-hmm. so. Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Yeah. Ben and Leia. You know, their relationship might be kind of like coming to an end. Kylo, I don't know, or, or maybe in a, another year or two. Yeah. I think Ben Solo is probably, he's still a five or under, I would say. Like probably still young because when does, he doesn't go see Luke until he's probably, you know, like 12 or something. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't look it in the movie, but he's supposed to be, I assume, like a young teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 15, 16, 17. Yeah. So I think maybe at the end of this, we they're transitioning into those characters yeah more we we haven't seen a direct reference to the movies in any of these tv shows like well yet you know obviously we do but but uh as far as characters go we will have a big one here pretty soon but 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 that's that's um and then in Book of Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett mm-hmm. we will have another one from the animated, obviously. And, of course, Ahsoka's getting her own series. But I really hope, ultimately, like, we have another couple 
references, tie-ins, characters from the movies, be, um, and where we see kind of like just even a, a glimpse of like, oh, that's that's that thing, and that's in Rise of the Resistance. That's in you know, though even if it's like a baby Poe or a, or like a young Finn getting kidnapped and taken or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool to me. Yeah, I hope there's some lead in there. Hopefully, you know, I would require um, five seasons of The Mandalorian with maybe some time jumps. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming or hoping that there'll be a time jump from season two to season three with Book of Boba Fett kind of obviously happened in between there. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think that would be fair to say. Good guess, yeah. Okay. Anything else, Blake? No, no, it was, I, we talked about it all, I think. Mm-hmm. It was good. How would you rate this episode? It was, I mean, I think the action was good. I, I think Bill Burr brought a little bit of, you know, levity and, and then also some, some drama there. I I did appreciate that because sometimes you don't get the, that was a rich backstory for him. That yeah. was pretty cool yeah. and uh, a meaningful backstory, right? And so... You know, like we talked about, I hope we see him again. It kind of feels like they're pulling together their their group, you know, for for something that'll that'll come up in the future, kind of like it did in in you know Book of Boba Fett a little bit. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it, it was it was an entertaining one, and and of course, you know, good build up for the one we'll talk about next time. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. What about you, Nathan? Great yeah, episode? great episode. Ah, uh, like an eight, nine, definitely up there yeah. you know yeah i mean i know we we joke and poke fun at stuff but i you know it's, it's great i i enjoy it yeah same i'd give it about eight eight and a half yeah maybe yeah. nine this is definitely one of those core episodes when i first saw it i was like yeah it's good but uh, the second rewatch i really liked it it was because mm-hmm. that point you know the whole story up to that sub through season two you know where it fits what's coming next what happened before all that so it's more entertaining, right? You know more. So it's for me, it's more entertaining. Yeah. And it was it was a Star Wars episode in my mind. I mean, you got Slave One, you got Boba Fett. One of the great scenes in my mind is at the beginning when they're on the Slave One planning to infiltrate the base, and it's Boba Fett, uh, Din Djarin, uh, Fennec Shan, Carol Cardoon, Migs Magfield. They're planning what they're going to do. And I was like, oh, that is, that is so awesome to see all those characters together on the Slave One. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then when it ends, you know, just with uh, uh, the message from the Mandalorian, you know, it's kind of like he finally, I mean, he really means business. Yeah. Like he's yeah. now completely focused, determined, and, uh, you know, growing up in the 80s, like what movie didn't have like that think of like rambo he's like <laughs> yeah. you know murdoch oh, yeah. yeah like he's getting electrocuted I'm and he's like murdoch you. i'm coming for you yeah and then he <laughs> and then he comes for him you yeah know? and yeah. so the the 10 year old inside of me like that last episode or that last that last scene and i'm pretty ex- you know got pretty excited for the next one yeah but, yep yeah good stuff for sure yeah so that's it for our review of of this episode chapter 15 the believer and definitely subscribe to our channel uh like the video comment on the video what do you think about the believer who's the believer are our 
uh, theories correct on Din Djarin being the believer and what he's believing? You must believe my theories. Yes. <laughs> Let us know what you think. If you have diff- a different opinion, same opinion. Uh, we'll comment on some of our other videos. We have people commenting and we like to go back and forth and you know talk about it. So definitely do that on this one. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Like I said, doesn't cost you anything. It helps us out. helps us produce more cool videos like this one, cool reviews. And next up, we'll be reviewing chapter 16 of this season. And uh, we got a surprise guest showing up. And we'll talk about who it is by now. You probably know. <laughs> it was as no, soon as it aired. No, we're going to have a surprise guest on the, on, the <laughs> oh, yeah, sh- yeah. on our show. Yeah. Luke Skywalker yeah. is showing up. Mark Tune Hamill. In. Tune in. <laughs> we've, we've reached out to his people. We haven't heard back. <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I sent him a tweet. I tagged him in a tweet. Like, hey, Mark Hamill. Wouldn't that be Be hilarious. on our podcast, please. Yeah. I'll do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you, you might know. call in you yeah. never know yeah so anyway uh but in the episode that, that would be a very boring podcast because i would just sit here and not say anything <laughs> yeah, i know <laughs> so what do you think at. luke skywalker uh, ate for breakfast this morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> mr hamlet like, and he'd be like guys you got me here i mean this is like chance in a this lifetime is this is yeah i came all this way this is it <laughs> yeah. yeah you got me on here this is it. You want to talk about the Mandalorian, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need to get a fourth microphone just in case. Oh, yeah. Well, I have one. He'll phone it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, we'll zoom he it probably in. would call. Yeah. He'd get lost coming out here. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, next episode has a special guest in the episode by the name of Luke Skywalker. Uh, as soon as he showed up in the episode, the internet's blew up. Everybody was talking about it. So we'll we'll talk about that episode and how... Well, they pulled it off. Yeah. If they did pull it off. You got to, if you ever, you got to watch those reaction videos. People who <laughs> yeah. record themselves watching that episode. It's, they're pretty good. Yeah. I did not cry, but I <laughs> thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. We will never do a reaction video on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but they're, <laughs> they're entertaining. You're not a fan of reaction videos? No. no? As a whole, no. Yeah. In, as a theory, as a thing, no. But there yeah. are some that are like in kind of entertaining. I don't know if they're um, trying to be funny, but some of them are kind of funny. Well, I mean, if, yeah, I, I guess if I watch something and I'm like, wow, like I would never watch just any reaction video, right? But I would watch one where I know that in that episode something huge happened and it had a, I had a big reaction. So I would, I am curious as to seeing how other people would react to seeing something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, it would probably be fun to not to do, not a reaction video, even though that what is what it is, but to watch a show, like the three of us watch an episode. And do a commentary. And just commentary. But, but then again, I hate people who talk <laughs> when you're watching, <laughs> watching I watch an episode, right? <laughs> you know? But I'm, I can be a pretty bad offender too. So, mm-hmm. um, if I've already seen it the second go around, I'll just talk and talk. Yeah. But, but I do that anyways. Yeah. Maybe we can do that somehow. I, I think that's a good idea. I'd like to do something like that. So, anyway, uh, thanks for joining us guys here on the Credible Nurse podcast. And may the force be with you or not. <laughs> <laughs> or join the dark side. <laughs>